nice things. Hello, good evening and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living and joining me tonight we have... Um, Rostrum camera operator Ken Morse. Ah, Rostrum camera... Rostrum camera operator Ken Morse. Absolutely. Now, the one thing about that that I think Half Man and Half Biscuit did a song or they mentioned it. Or it was it a gig? I don't know. Might have been when I went to see him live a few years back. Um, and they mentioned Ken Morse. And mm. then a little more digging reveals the reason why Ken Morse was on so many shows back then as Rostrum Camera is that uh, rather than an individual, uh, it was a company called Ken Morse. That's why they did so much. Really. Really? Yeah. So I presume that Ken Moss was originally a uh, Rostrum camera operator. Well, yes, absolutely. A famous, of co- well, every single credit ever on every BBC programme. Actually, it was every single programme, so that might explain why one person could do all of them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right. So the true identity will never be known of Ken Morse, I suppose, uh, because it must have been a lot of them. When you mention people in BBC credits, mm. um, it always takes me back to, I think it was Jim will fix it. Sorry to mention Jim will fix it, uh, where some kid wanted to edit videotape. It wasn't you, was it? I don't uh, think it was. Um, and um, it was it was Chris Wadsworth that he went with. Uh, and that's a name you see an awful lot. Not That a is... That is a name you see an awful lot. No, I did. I did write to Jim will fix it. Um, but I think, I think, what did I ask for? Oh, d- see, this just propagates the myth of my middle classness. I, I asked if I could uh, look after the Blue Peter pets for a day. Ah, yes. And did and did you? No, I, Jim will fix didn't fix it for me, which I was no, right across about. No, he probably Do you didn't remember? Fancy I remember you. once when on that program, and it was the weirdest sign. It should have been an immediate thing then of just going cunt. It really should, because somebody wrote a letter in. Now, I can't remember. I remember it was from a girl, because of the voice reading it out. I can't remember what the letter was, but the letter went, Jimmel, uh, dear Jimmel, please could you fix it for me to whatever, right? But all it got, all that we got was the letter appears on the screen, and she goes, dear Jimmel, and it cuts back to Jimmy Savile looking quite cross and going, now let's get one thing straight. I'm not called Jimmel. Jim will fix it is the name of the programme. I'm just Jim. Off we go. And then she finished the letter. But it was like a quick telling off from Jimmy, which I just thought was a bit, bit yeah. weird. And I did think Roger Audish, good good producer, but why did you let that through? I'm not suggesting for a moment that Roger should have known anything was going on. I just think he should have said, Jimmy, you're being a dick on that one. Well, I would think that Jimmy, as we all know, uh, or Jimmel to his friends, uh, wielded a lot of clout. Well, <laughs> handled a lot of clout as, as, as well at the BBC. Um, yes. And and the thing about it is that um, I suppose what he said went. I think so on those programmes. Absolutely. I mean, he was a, he was a guaranteed banker, wasn't he? So. Well, he certainly was. He certainly yes, he was. was. So, um, but yeah, re- um, certainly Ken Morse, lovely name to notice. And the other one, do you remember Michael Porluck? Yes. Uh, Channel 4, a lot of Channel 4 stuff at the yeah. end of the 80s, early 90s. Father Ted, Drop the Dead Donkey, was always videotape editor Michael Porluck. And I used to imagine Michael sat at her desk with her big sort of Polish hair, you know, being all Polish and a bit saucy. It's a man. 
to man, yes. I found out years later. I don't know if it's possible to just fantasise over a name going up the screen on the credits. Oh, I do actually. It is. It is. Quite yes, possible. yes. You can you can conjure with a name. Just the name, isn't it? You know. Mm. Uh, they should have T-shirts with that printed on it. Um, but we're hurtling towards Christmas. We uh, are. I seem to remember that Jimmel was on at Christmas, wasn't he? That he was. Do you know what? I think somewhere I've got I've got a Christmas Day Jimmel Fix It special downloaded. For posterity, I don't know why, but it's just just because it's that pure sort of like Christ Almighty factor, you know, of when you actually yeah. watch him, um, just chilling. Um, well, let ugh. our posteriors note that um, there were there were uh, quite a uh, few of them that were a bit dodge, uh, but nothing mm. quite as dodgy as was he called Gareth Gareth's sixth do- sixth Doctor costume Doctor Who mentioned number one viewers. Um, that is ill-fitting in a fix with Santarans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, he's now he's got some uh, very important job way up the ladder in the NSPCC, as if memory serves. I don't know if if the two correlate, um, but and this this is a wonderful example, of course, of some extremely shitty um, reporting when all the stuff about Jimmy was uh, coming out in the press. Um, one of the things they picked up on, because they're very, very lazy people, was the fact that they'd been this short Doctor Who um, episode on Jim will fix it. And the way they advertised it in one of the newspapers, I suspect The Sun, was they basically said, you know, BBC, pervert, 1980s, blah, 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 all these different things, but didn't mention any names in the headline, but they did put a, put a picture of Colin Baker there. Yeah, that's the thing. They know what they're doing when they do oh, they this as, do. as well, you know. Um, mm. I'm trying to remember. There was a, do you remember when Tom Baker's autobiography came out? Mm. Um, and it, there was a rash of cash-in products. And there was a video that was a, uh, an interview with him um, in America. where he's, Isn't he drinking margaritas or something? That's right. It's got a um, purpley cover. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's not who on earth is Tom Baker, but it's... What on earth is Tom Baker? Some much well, shit. Who like is that. Tom Baker? Something. Who, yeah, there's some. Yeah. There's some who connection. Yeah. And he's and asked it was awful. if he's he's asked if he's something or other. And every time I hear the word journalist, I always think of his response. And he's like, oh, "No, I'd rather be a fucking journalist than that." <laughs> and I, I can't remember what he's like. Can you imagine being a fucking journalist? And he goes on. He labours this point. So I don't know what axe to grind he had with. Mm. Um, the 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 press at the time, but yeah. he certainly did. Was that late eighties, early nineties? I wonder. He had the curly hair, so it's got to put it between the five doctors and medics. Right. The interview. I would say it was mid eighties. Yeah, because mm. he sort of Tom Baker does the the crop, doesn't he? Well, he doesn't anymore. He's sort of given in now, and he looks. He he really does look like uh, Sh- Shirley Williams. He really does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? I'll never yeah, forgive wonder- you for what you did to our grammar schools. <laughs> As that guy there's came up. Lovely photos of him occasionally appear on Twitter of him just covered in cats. Yes. Uh, I think he lives with an awful lot of cats and looks very happy about it and signs things. Just signs lots of posters for the fans. Well, he bought his old house back off Vic Reeves, didn't he, in Kent, the schoolhouse? Yeah, the schoolhouse. Because um, you've got the... The schoolhouse is lovely, isn't it? If you see video of it with the bell that rings... Yeah. Um, time I'll, for I'll, school, time for school. Yes, wonderful with that big Beckham. Um, and of course, just nearby is the church where his gravestone is there, on which someone yes. once wrote the word wanker in church. Yes, yes. 
in that, that video who in a who is or whatever it is mm. where he's on the bike and he, he calls it his anti-distraction machine mm. which i always think so that's a good insight into how his mind works no tom's uh smashing tom's a smashing bloke we love him we do um, love tom but obviously he had an axe to grind with the press mm. So this Christmas, um, as yes. opposed to last Christmas, uh, this Christmas, um, so will there be anything sort of, you know, new, nice things-wise for this Christmas? Will you be giving something its debut? Because, I mean, it's a time for um, repeating and reheating a lot of old stuff, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Well, I mean, uh, I, well, straight away, of course, we've got the, we've got uh, Christmas with the Hammonds. Uh, that's, that's usually my reaction to this LP <laughs> as well. Which is uh, the cast of the brothers uh, perform various Christmas songs. There's Kate O'Mara, if you're watching on Vision. Uh, Kate O'Mara down here in the corner, looking resplendent, and it's quite. Colin it's quite Baker's hair is good on the front of that. It's quite a. Is it a Morgan oh, and all her or a Davy Stott? It's I'm not... great hair, isn't it? I think there's another one on the back. There they all are on the back. There Some we work. are. So yes. Yeah. There they go. Um, and it's it's the oh god I I love this album ish um but certainly when you've got colin baker giving you a rendition of white christmas which uh, which closes the lp it must be said um that's really quite something but there's some there's some awful stuff on here um who sings uh, we need a little christmas david hammond who was played by robin someone who who's not a very good singer and they've clearly just gone one take yeah that's enough robin they don't want to hear it again can colin um, sing he can hold a note. He can hold a note. I'll give him that. But then you've got you've got Brian Hammond now on this photograph here. Brian is between uh, Lisa Goddard and Kate O'Mara with the moustache. Okay. Now then, he was an actual musical theatre star. Um, he was playing on Broadway until very recently. I think he only died last year, um, and was a phenomenal performer. He's brilliant. But what's lovely about this album, Mike, is when you get to the end of side two. Which is, as you can see here, uh, it's good wishes for the season. Yes. In which the cast of the brothers wish you a happy Christmas in character. It's lovely to hear that. And the best thing about it is Colin Baker's character wasn't very nice. So he's not very nice to you. And I, I think that's lovely. Right. That's what I want from a record is right. Colin Baker being sarcastic to me. Yes. Yes. Well, that is the season, isn't it, for sarcasm? Mm. Um New things wise, I managed to get a copy of this. I actually bought two copies of this, one for you, but it didn't arrive. So, oh. um, this is actually from the time of the TV series of The Box of Delights, oh, and it's an illustrated one. Um, and I was going to give this to you, but I didn't manage to bring it in, so it's it's oh, here. Um, oh, so illustrated beautiful. by Faith Jacks, and mm. the illustrations in here are wonderful. I mean, look at this. S sorry if you're listening, but. You know, so the illustrations based on the TV series. Oh, if you're listening, just being... then just you know, obviously listen to the podcast so you're counting the ratings. They can get on YouTube. They're beautiful. That's beautiful. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Um, let's see what else we have in here. Um, yeah, there's, there's just some great stuff in here. Um, so we can get hold of a copy of this. Anyone? Yeah. So, so uh, there we are. we have K and Cole. Um, oh, brilliant. Look at that. Um, so that'll be getting a, a leaf through this year, but it's the That's abridged good. version, obviously. Um, yeah. Because the TV series, uh, they only released the abridged version, didn't they? Mm. Um, so that'll be getting a little flick through, as well as possibly listening to the vinyl of the music at the same time. 
Oh, absolutely. That That's a beautiful album. I did also, now then, I, there was an impulse purchase. It's one of those things, Amazon's so clever. You know, it just, it knows what I want. I don't like the it. The algorithm. Yes, I'm not keen on it. And the other no. day, it, it managed to catch me out. Because, right, I am not someone who would normally buy this. Are you ready? Go on. Um, it's a record. Okay, here it comes. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, the snowman. Right. The snowman. I'm wanking now. in your hair. <laughs> That's um, the one. Yeah. I, I know someone who went to school with Alan Jones and uh, has some interesting tales, but potentially... Is it Alan Jones or is it Claire Balding? I don't know if you see the same, the two in the same room. Well, that this is the thing, of course. Now, of course, we do have the other point uh, before we start talking about why this was not a ridiculous purchase in the end right. and why Amazon is clever. Um, which is on here, of course. It's uh, credits boy singer Peter Orty. Because, of course, Alec Jones didn't originally record it. Is that right? That's a fact. If you wow. listen to The Snowman, no, you have got Peter Orty. If you get the single, you've got Alec Jones. So who sings it in the film, then? I'm guessing that Peter Horty. Peter Orty, A-U-T-Y. I believe it to be him. Yeah. <coughs> Right. Um, but I, I'm going to have to have a jolly good listen to this. But the reason, the reason that I've got it, it's two records, right? Yes. Um, so on uh, on record two, you've got the Snowman soundtrack, the actual soundtrack of the film, which is, of course, just music. Yes. But on record one, you've got all the music, but with the book being read. And here's how Amazon got me. Look at who the narrator ah. is. Bernard Cribbins, the, the king of narrators. It's Bernard Cribbins reading a story, and Amazon sort of, like, pounced on me with that. And what am I meant to do under those circumstances? Oh, you've so got to buy was, it. There wasn't a choice on that one. No. So, uh, yeah, tenor. But I, fair enough. So I'm guessing it's an old release. No, no, it's a brand new release. Oh, it's brand new, so Cribbins has done it brand new, or it's an I old I think recording. so. Well, um, does it say when the recording was made? Uh, 2016. Right, okay. Relatively recent. Which, yeah. crazily, is five years ago. I can't believe that 1990 is 31 years ago. Well, that's... No. I know. It's 10 years ago. No, it is. Yes, it, it absolutely is. 1997, when I was at my peak, physically and mentally. Um, surely, surely that was, what, six months? 18, no. maybe? Four years ago, maybe. Yeah, we'll go with that, shall we? We'll go with that when, you know... Oh, God. 31. That's that's not on. The trouble is, you know, uh, speaking personally, I think that, you know, I spent about 20 years pissed. So, I don't know. Do they count? Are they like dog years or something? It could be something like that. I Bougies. certainly... Yeah, it's like, it's a bit like, you know, Jeffrey Bernard, you know, um, who uh, places an advert in the paper asking if anyone can remember what he'd done between 1965 and 1971 because he'd been blackout drunk. Um, certainly, I have difficulty with about... Oh, 90, 98 through to about 2004? Something like that. They've yeah. just kind of wandered off those bits there. Yes. So I don't think they count. No, no. I'm so, I'm trying to think how many Christmases I remember since um, being a kid. Hmm. I remember in the in my stand up I used to I used to have this line because what I found out after my mum died from her diaries was that at three days old I was taken off her and put in an orphanage and only hmm. taken out of the orphanage at nine weeks old, which because of when I was born meant that the first Christmas I was alive I was in an orphanage. So hmm. I thought, all right, okay, that probably explains a lot. Um but um 
you know, you got a you know tragedy plus time equals comedy. Mm. So um, I said in the stand up, you know, um, deprived of the bonding experience of my mother's. Uh, you know, of breastfeeding. I spent my first Christmas alone and isolated with a bottle stuck in my mouth. <laughs> Pause. I've spent most Christmases since the same way. So, you, uh. so, you, so you see, um, there is a way of utilizing these things. But mm. I think that the uh, the the sort of self self applied bottle uh, over Christmas has ensured that I sort of remember the first Christmas that Doctor Who returned. What would that be? Two thousand and five. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand and five, the Christmas of, invasion, tenants' first one. Oh yeah, well that was shit, but um, <laughs> because of uh, the toys I bought myself, I remember mm. hunting down from somewhere the entertainer. I got that Explorer Dalek with the claw. Well, it's up there, it's uh-huh. up there still. Um, so I remember that because I bought myself toys. Um, <laughs> quite, quite fucking pathetically. After my mum died, the first Christmas without her, I was like. Right, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna treat myself to a right. packet of McVitie's home wheat for Christmas Day. <laughs> I know it's proper isn't it? You're for Yorkshireman stuff this. <laughs> um, and I got them home and it's Christmas Day and I opened the bloody things, you know, after my meagre meal, whatever it was I had. Mm. And um <laughs> because I was a vegetarian at the time, I thought I'll just check the packet and they had bloody animal fat in them and I wouldn't eat them. Nonsense, of course. But, 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 yeah, that that was a yeah that was a Christmas I remember. Um, yeah, so I remember that. But Christmases as a kid were great, you know. They were oh, always they were brilliant. Good. They were yeah. brilliant as a kid. I loved them. What's your the, favorite the, one then? Favorite one. Nineteen eighty, I think we'd moved house. Um, that was first Christmas in the new house. Was nineteen eighty. Um, and what I remember, now this could be from our old house, I'm not sure, but what I remember is a, a lorry, sort of like a low loader, on which someone had put a throne and someone was dressed as Father Christmas with right. loads of fairy lights and blurring music driving down the sort street. Sort of rotary club thing. Exactly, and just being like, oh, just being more excited at that moment than at any point in my life since. I, yeah. I can I genuinely think that because um, second Doctor Who reference, I'd I'd asked uh, Father Christmas for the audio cassette of Genesis of the Daleks. Oh yeah, and I'd been told that we think you're going to get it, and then he comes along. I was vaguely annoyed that he didn't just give it me there and then. I have to say, bit cross, um, but yeah, just being that excited. That would have been 1980. That one. Um, it's a yeah. lovely thing they do it in the village here. Still, it's uh, it's a chap called Dave who's really into salsa dance, but he he gets the gig. I'm not bitter about. I'm not bitter. I mean, I, you, I you could have had my gig as Father Christmas. I could week. have done. I, I have, have never been. seen a more pathetic. Honest to God, no costume. So they give me that costume that is like, oh, roll your jeans up. We haven't got the boots. So I had these sort of like plus fours, incredible Hulk red kecks. I'm like, I'm not rolling my kecks up. No, the throne that was your throne from Hamlet or something, which you needed a ladder to sit upon. You know, it's a big one. So there was that, the bloody uh, tunic, the top thing with questionable staining, Um, the hat. And 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 I'd grown that big silly beard because you know that's that's what the boss said. This oh you've got the beard. I was like yes. Well not really, but I'll grow it anyway. So there was no white makeup to put on that. So I just no. had this bloody ginger beard with white bits, obviously. <laughs> uh, half mask kex, 
Yeah. It was just unbelievable, you know, sitting on this throne, this perch, and, and like, the way that the lighting had been done in the room, there's a great big room, and in the corner there's this man on a big high chair who looks nothing like Father Christmas. He looks like <laughs> some bum who's sort of found an old Santa costume in a, a skip. <laughs> around the back of uh, British home stores and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll put this on and instead of begging, I'll get, I'll get money off the kiddies' parents. Do and you remember the room and cried, these yeah, kids? they did. They did cry. That There was a bit of crying. But do you remember that homeless chap who used to um, be in Liverpool City Centre who had um, a cardboard, cardboard guitar? Banjo. Yeah, and yeah. he'd just shout plinky plonk. As he played. He did well. He would put on a Christmas hat once, once a year. Oh, aye. He used to stand outside Flanagan's, didn't he, on a Saturday night? That's right, yeah. I'm barred from there. Is it still there? um, I think it's still there. If it is, I'm probably still barred. Do you remember the bike that was upside down on the ceiling? And if you could get on it and pedal it, they said they'd give you... I don't know what it was, 100 quid or 100 pints or something like something that. Something like that, yeah, something um, like that. But, uh, oh, yes. But, uh, no, I think the important thing there is that you gave those little kiddies a Christmas they will never forget. They will never forget the 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 piss-stained old tramp sat in the corner <laughs> requesting that they sit on his knee. <laughs> they will never forget that. I now, won't course- forget it. Never mind them. Of course, you do realise now that we've uh, we've whetted the uh, the appetite of the nice things audience there. So it's only fair that a picture will be posted to the uh, yeah, Twitter right. account at Nice Things Show. Pop along yes. there and have a look if you fancy. Yes, yes, that was that was honest to God. That was possibly one of the worst moments of my life. <laughs> I, I was, you know, what I mean, I sort of. I felt like I felt like complaining and storming out, but unfortunately, you know, it, it talk to just, my agent. Talk to my agent. I was promised this, this, and this, and therefore it isn't here, so I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was uh, unedifying. I think the word is. Mm, yeah. Um, but anyway, it happened. It's gone, and it was all your fault. I don't care what you say. That was that was you. I will deny this forever, but if I brought a little glee to the hearts of those three-year-olds, I'm not sure I did. <laughs> no, you you really didn't. You didn't bring a glee to the heart of this 49-year-old, I can tell you that. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, um, I'm sure that if, if I manage to track down a psychotherapist, that they will uh, enable me to integrate this experience. They will. Um, They'll unpick it for Into my you. life, yes. Make yes. sense of it, I think, yes. absolutely. Yes, So, uh, yeah, apart from that, um, yeah, anything else that you've been up to? I've been pondering this week. Mm, I, I did on. a ponder this week. Um, do, do you remember when UK Gold started, 1992? Yes. And it was lovely. Mm. And it was just, you know, it was proper telly. You know, actual proper telly. Um do you remember when it went bad? When about you went? Probably oh. when they started running bread. <laughs> I Not fucking hate bread. <laughs> fucking hate it. Why do you hate bread? Bread. Why do I hate bread? Well, firstly, yeah. because all the main characters are pretend scousers. Right. Um, it's shit. <laughs> the tune's shit. Um, and there was the poet lad in it, wasn't it? My granny's bucket. And then hanging by a thread, um, the the guy going down the dole, greetings. It's just like, oh, fuck off. You know what I mean? Stop stop humiliating yourself and go and become a Hollywood director, as he has done. Mm. 
You know, that point, well, put it this way, he stopped acting because of that show. He didn't even do the last couple of series. So they got someone in who looked like him who said greetings down the dole on the last series or two. I had to sit through it every Sunday night like that. Fuck. This is shit. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Because that was the way it was, wasn't it, when you were a kid? There was one telly and you had to sit through it. It was like that. Mm. Oh, no. So so uh, when they put bread on, yes, when they put bread on. Right, okay. It was uh, That's interesting. It, that that uh, correlates with, a, with an unhappy Christmas memory for me, because I do remember once uh, the bread Christmas Day special. Um, it got a ridiculous... Ridiculous audience, in like twenty-two million. Oh, but all I can Mrs. remember, Brown's boys of the eighties. Oh, but but it, all I can remember is in this Christmas Day special. You know, when you think you'd be filling people with glee, was the dog Mongi. Uh, Mongi got run over. For real? Christmas Day. There we go. That's, that's I'm, Carla I'm Lane with her pathos. I'm glad Chris Morris humiliated Carla Lane. Now, <laughs> do you know what I mean? She brought some right tripe to the telly. She did. I mean, Butterflies, fair. I have to give her a due. Butterflies is is genuinely a good series. I, I can't enjoy it. I, I can't no, enjoy I, it. I, I find Wendy Craig so annoying in that. And and I don't want to find Wendy Craig annoying. We love Wendy Craig. Nanny, you know. Yeah, um, she is a bit annoying in it, I suppose. She's terribly annoying. And The Liver Birds is shit. Oh, but, why? But Neris Hughes. Well, Neris Hughes, yes, before she went all nanny. Yes. Is it Nanny or was that Wendy Craig? That was Wendy Craig. Neris Hughes was the district nurse. District nurse, shite. Oh, yes. Utter shite. Another one. Oh, no, come on. No. No, 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 no. District nurse, about seven o'clock Sunday nights, BBC One. Lovely. Absolutely. No? Oh, come on. No, dreadful. There was was always that, there still is, isn't there, that woman's slot on a Sunday (laughs) night. You know what I mean? No, no, Call the midwife territory. Yeah, call the bloody midwife. No. No, 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 no. All that stuff was cack. And and I suppose one of the best examples of that cack that went in that slot was the Thornbirds, which was about 140 episodes. Well, that was, but that was American. So that, there's no comparison between that and sort of the, you know, Neris Hughes as what was she called, Megan Roberts, as she sort of cycles through the coal mining village. So you like the district nurse? I love, the, I love it. Absolutely love that. Bloody I can't hell. help that. Uh, no, Bloody not, hell. Not much happens. Right, it's part of my plan. This is part of the plan for relaunching television. Right. right. The, okay. the district nurse comes into this because what you've got to do straight away, I've been thinking about this a lot. Scrap EastEnders. No, not no. interested. Nobody's watching EastEnders. More people now watch only Connect with Victoria Corrin Mitchell than watch EastEnders. Get rid of that. And what the you need to do, Oh, yes, we like yeah, her. Yeah, but yeah. What, what you then need to do is you get about four different soaps, but they only run for 26 <coughs> episodes a year. <laughs> 26, yeah. <laughs> 26 episodes a year, dear. Yeah. So, you know, you'd have, like, your Triangle, 26 of them, Here and you'd go. have the District Nurse, 26 of them. El Dorado. Two, you know, yeah. no, that that should be on all year, just two episodes a year, uh, two episodes right, a week. okay. That, there we go. But you've got your individual soaps that you know are going to be on for 13 weeks, twice a week at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday and Thursday. District Nurse, Triangle, something about a middle-class family with a patriarch, and, I don't know, something common about labourers or something. But that's what we do. But they've got a good boss who rules over them. So that this is the start of the rebirth. It's all shot multi-camera. It's rehearsed. Yes. I'd watch it. 
I quite liked um, Commoner's Muck. <laughs> oh, I knew you wouldn't like that. No. Common. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. No, I could Great cast. Edward Woodward, Sans Syrup. Yes. Edward Woodward went without the syrup for this one, which, Absolutely. which I thought was rather bold. Mm. Um, Tim Healy. Mm. Um, <laughs> not a fan? Oh, not particularly, no. Non-actor. Well. Um, and, and then there's that fat bloke <laughs> who's in loads of stuff. He was in that fat Friends for years. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. shit. Proper no. shit. It's like that clocking off that I used to call. Oh. I used to call fucking off out when this comes on. Oh, God. For some reason, I think they're all written by Kay Meller, and they probably are. Probably are. Probably oh, are. Oh, no. Absolutely yes. not. No, yes. I can't. Clocking off, no. 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 You bin men, no, absolutely not. No was it, it was a, it was about bin men, wasn't it? It was. Why do I need to see this? It was a slice of life, Paul. Oh, uh, we don't need that. If we're going into Jimmy McGovern territory, that never ends well. As Straying. we <laughs> so, into his orbit. Yes. No. I. Oh no, that's um, the problem. No, this no, is no, the no, problem. What about last last one before you go on your rant? Right? Uh, not ranting, uh, calm. No, 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 it's fine. The the boys and girls like the rants. Yeah. Um, what about Roger Roger? Is that that taxi thing? Yeah. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> no, absolutely yes. not. Absolutely like not. I don't wish to see... Look, I, I know that the bins get collected. I know that if I need a taxi, I can phone for one. Okay, right. these are these are. Or what was the other one? The clocking off. What's that about? People who yeah. work in factories. I know people work in factories, so I can get things. What I don't the... need. What, what a... I don't <laughs> need to know what's going on when they go home because I'm not interested in what happens then, am I? Because nothing. What they do. Well, I don't. I'm not being snobbish in the same way as I don't particularly right. care if you were to show me something about the Queen and go, well, not the Queen, maybe. They, they can be interesting from a historical point of view, of course. But if you showed me something about Lord and Lady Darchester organising a grouse shoot, here they are winding down of an evening, I'm not interested in them either. Slice of bollocks, I don't care. Never All like right, that. So, of slice of bollocks. So, um, how do you. Is there a threshold of earnings that that someone has to pass uh, in real life in order, such as a district nurse, would, would be in the professional bracket. Right. Uh, nanny, professional bracket. Yes. Uh, Dr. Finlay, professional bracket. I'm spotting a theme. Um, Absolutely. So if you're sort of minimum wage, you're not interested in what those people do with their lives? No. No. Not particularly, okay. no. I'm That's not, because yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I need people with a disposable income so they can go out and things happen to them because that's what, that's real life. If you just sit in your house all day arguing because, hey, Nan shagged the whippet, I don't care because that sort of thing doesn't happen. What happens is people leave their houses, do things, and then events take place. And I don't just mean going to the pub, but that's what's required. So you need characters who have a disposable income so they are able to do that. Like in the cedar tree, you know, where they've got money. That's so it's interesting that aspirational. 
Yes. Yeah, well, aspirational, isn't it, then? Because that's what drama is. Drama is either about me in the middle looking up and going, oh, I'd like to be more like them, or me in the middle looking down and going, thank Christ I'm not them. But unfortunately, what then happens is occasionally some smart-ass thinks, well, let's put the mirror on you in the middle. Let's see what you do. I know what I do. I'm not bothered. And the fact that Jimmy McGovern writes about it and has people saying, ah, oh, kid, I don't care. <laughs> it does, doesn't interest me at all. So I'm guessing you weren't a fan of the Channel 4 sitcom uh, 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 series Teachers. No, not in the least. I don't care. I but they're care. professionals. Okay, uh, two words. James Corden. I know. I know. I do know. I do <coughs> know. Defend it. Defend it I know, I know, I know. He was shitting. I, I remember him mm. being in that and hating him. You know, mm. so, so okay. Well, what about, I think there was one called, I could be wrong here, Up the Garden Path, was it? Which oh. was a cricket team. Uh, oh, Josie Lawrence, Tim Spall. Was it oh, that rings that? a bell. A shot on location the... on videotape. Yeah. See, you're liking this now. People playing cricket. And People a nice of quality pavilion. stock. Playing in a pavilion. Yeah. And having yeah. things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Ainley pops in to do a guest appearance. Would you like to look at the fannies? <laughs> I'm loving this idea. Anthony Ainley. Anthony Ainley. I'll commission um, this. was one of my 26 parters, I think, for BBC One in the new season. I'm think I think it was called up the garden path, but then there was another show which you won't have liked, and I think it had Jim Broadband in it, and um, who was Mike Lee's first wife, Alison Steadman, yeah. called Gone to the Dogs, which was about greyhounds. No, no, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that one. I watched an episode of that, and I didn't feel well after it. I felt it was a bit dirty, not cricket, in a good way. Cricket, fine. Yes. Whip it. Cricket's not whip it. Cricket, not whip it. Cricket, not whip it. Right. There we go. That could okay. be my catchphrase. From that now could on. be cricket, your catchphrase. Cricket, not whip it. Is it um, cricket? Not interested. Not whip it. No. <laughs> All no. right. Okay. Yeah. No, there so. is. Because, again, it's something that, I, I, you know, is a little bit aspirational, isn't it? It's that whole thing of... Plus, there's a, a bygone element. It's very rare. Not even in this bloody place do we have a cricket team anymore. But... Yes. It, TV... It's that sort of... TV should make you aspire and not perspire. It should, and that's the problem we always come back to, is that the moment I watch anything on one of these HBO Max channels or mm, something, yeah. it's immediately, oh, it's the most tense thing you'll ever see. Not watching it, then. So you sit down to watch HBO Max. <laughs> well, not whilst I have breath in my body. Ah. But I'm, I'm working on a presumption here, I have to admit. Right. I am presuming that this is what HBO Max does, but I'll bet it does. Things about serial killers yeah. or that sort of bollocks. Um, no, I don't want that. It's a, When Nick Ross used to say at the end of Crime Watch, don't have nightmares, I was shitting myself. That was yeah. too real. I yeah. didn't like that at all. So I'm not going to watch people, actors, pretending to be in these situations because that's just not nice. I like no. nice. No, I need something. I need Emmerdale Farm. Nothing happens for 24 minutes, and the and the cliffhanger is a slow pan to Annie, who goes, that's what I need. Yeah. That's it, and you know yeah. it'll be fine until Phil Redman drops a plane on it and ruins it. Yes, I'm trying to and work out the, the income bracket of farmers, I suppose, even if they're just land rich, you're happy with that. Well, yes. Hence the yes. archers, of course. Yes, so, of um, course. Well, what do you do? You like do you like Weatherspoon's pubs? No. Okay, so um, as you know, my kitchen has been 
you know, out of action for four months, it's still not done. Yeah. Um, so every morning I tootle down to my local Weatherspoons and avail myself of the 99 pence, here's a white cup, have as many brews as you want. Now, me being me, um, I have about, I don't know, 16, 17, something like that. I've now switched after two um, leaded coffees to unleaded. Because right. I found that I was just like doing Jack Douglas's all day. I was twitching that much after all the coffee. However, one side effect of this mm. is that I uh, constantly need a piss. So where I'm leading here, dear viewers and listeners, is that I'm going to take a quick pee break. I don't like doing this very often, but I'm going to have to take a pee break. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm having a pee break. We'll see you after the break. See you after the pee break. Ah, Right. That's better. Me back teeth were underwater, as they say. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, sorry to cork your juices, dear. That's quite um, all right, dear. So, yeah. Uh, where were we up to? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Whip it, not whip it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're, you know, yes. there should be that level of just that little bit of aspirational, I think. Yeah. That's got to be that. Escapism. It's that, it's that old crossroads thing of how they would rehearse arguments going hell for leather at each other and then dial it right back for the recording because, as Noel Gordon said, well, people are working in factories all day. They don't want to come home to this sort of thing. No, no. Absolutely. Completely correct. Aspire, not perspire. I, th- I think that that's the correct way of doing it. But there's that's been some... It. I mean, all of those uh, series that I quoted at you uh, that you disliked were from the mm. 90s. So I think there's a... a I mean, the 90s. Crime Traveller was a good 90s series. I liked it. It was all right. It was okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that. Um, yeah. What else did I like in the 90s? Bugs. Oh, no. What was that? No, no. Bugs. Um, Brian Clemens made it, and it had Henry from Neighbours and some bloke who was in oh. Jesse Jesse Burton and El Dorado. And it was a bit like The Professionals and The Avengers together and six episodes of that. No. No, no, no okay. not for me. No. I'm trying to remember what was on the telly in the 90s. Oh, Virtual Medics with murder. Tom Baker. Oh, did you like that? Uh, yes, I did. But it didn't concentrate entirely on Tom Baker. Yes, you, I, I, feel, I feel what's happening here is you didn't appreciate the Brookside element to it. I didn't appreciate anything that didn't involve Tom Baker being on screen. Yeah. There were some weeks he'd only get about 10 minutes and I felt cheated. Do you think he wore the medic's suit for the Tom Baker years? He certainly looks like he has the same outfit on. It, it does look like it. It's the blue pinstripe thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and I, I can well imagine that that's that he would do that. But, uh, yeah. you know, want to wear his own suit because I'm comfortable. So yes. I approve of that. But no, it's just... When it, when it wasn't him, it was just people moaning. And it, mm, was that the stocks? It? That was 1990, I think. It was 1990 or 92, medics, mm. one or the other. Was that the start of this culture of people moaning? I know we have Boys from the Black stuff, early 80s. That's beautiful. That's wonderful television. And it, you know, it encapsulates a moment, mm. importantly. But then all this other stuff, suddenly, oh, well, if you care about them, you care about the bin men. Oh, no, I <laughs> no, I don't. So, what about that's where cracker? it started. No. Okay, we won't go there. Well, we um, can go there really briefly, and I'll sort it out quite simply. One, right, Jimmy McGovern. Two, ITV. Common. No. Robbie Coltrane? Like Robbie Coltrane when he's being funny. Oh, that's a good point. Stay Robbie in your box. Robbie Coltrane when he's not... Stay in your box. Robbie Coltrane when he's not... I quite like National Treasure. Have you seen that? No, you do keep telling me to, but again... Yeah. 
That's him, Julie Walters, and Tim McKinnon being not funny. Yeah, but being stressful again, because it doesn't sound like... Yeah. I mean, if somebody knocks on your door and says, hello, Mr. whatever his name is, um, we've got evidence that you used to diddle people when yeah. you were in your job, that's going to be stressful for him. Yeah. And because he's a good actor, therefore I empathise, and that's stressful for me. I don't yes. want that. No. Now, if someone knocked on his door and said, we want to give you a lovely pr- prize, oh, I, I could... Yeah, good. That's drama. I'm trying to think of the 90s. You just said something then that I spoke over. Uh, virtual Murder. Virtual Wasn't that Pertwee's murder. last gig? It was, yeah. The the Golden Silverado, the episode was called, or something That's like that, right, where he was yeah. playing a Spanish um, safe breaker, I think. That was his last gig. Um, but again, style over substance with that one. They were trying to make it look like sort of late 80s ITC Avengers sort of things but on videotape and it just didn't work so it just looked a bit cheap I thought which is a shame but Mm. I watched the first one and I watched the one with Pertwee which I think was number three and uh, no No. not interested it felt cheap it felt cheap that move that you know really came into its own in the 90s of take everything off film because it's expensive Film it on lightweight video cameras. Well, yeah, that's fine. But if you're going to do that, it's not going to look very impressive. It's a bit like when All Creatures started doing its um, outside broadcast on videotape in its last series. Right. Who didn't like that? Yeah, well, no. When, I mean, that was another 90s series, I believe. Did, or did it come back in 86? No, it came back in 90... I don't know. Who cares? Um, mm. But, um, yeah, replacing Carol Drinkwater with uh, Linda Bellingham. Mm. No. Um, no. Mrs. Hall had died by that time. She was great, Mrs. Hall. She was. Um, and then you had the original, what was he called? Was it Malak, the Nakaman? Yes, that's right. He'd gone. Wonderful. A, yeah. a lot of people had died. I think that thing he died as well. Um, Ray Mort, because he turned up in it quite often. I like Ray Mort. Yes. Um, but it, it's it's strange when they pick those. I still don't know why they didn't do a reunion. They could have made one up until about 2015. I, I don't know why they didn't. I do believe I have a that feeling they, went they did. Be, no, they didn't. Didn't they, they do something? Wasn't there one no. of those, you know, when they did uh, The Cult of? Because they, yeah, the cult they did of Star that, Cops. but I mean, you could have made an episode. They were all still, uh, with, you know, Robert Hardy was still working. Yeah, that's true. No, they, they could have done. and it, it. But we... I don't know, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because revivals are sort of this this rather new sort of like uh, thing that we're finding a lot of now. And it, mm. you know, a lot of it's coming from America. They've just done a new series of that Sex and the City. No, thank you. No. Um, they've done that. But I think also Channel 5 have gone, all creatures great and small. Yes, please. And Apparently that's very good, isn't it? Yeah. And this causes me a quandary, because it's Channel 5. Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, Channel 5 is still what it was when it launched in 1997. But suddenly you go, oh, Channel 5 seem to be making some nice things under the radar here. Yeah. They do lots of nice history things. And then you get these dramas. And, uh, yeah, it's, oh, God, Samuel West. Um, oh, right. Yeah, taking on um, Secret. Takes it in a completely different direction really? to Robert Hardy, but it's bizarrely believable. So that works. 
maybe that's the future. Maybe the future is now about sort of looking at these wonderful old programmes. Again, we'll just remake them. Nobody can yeah. be bothered writing any decent television. It's all going to be about some bin man or something like that. Let's make nice things. Let's make Juliet Bravo again. Because well, no bin men unless they were murder suspects. You mentioned Juliet Bravo and all creatures. And of course, the common denominator <coughs> is Johnny Byrne. Um, now, what Johnny Byrne then did is combine the two and created Heartbeat. Exactly. So you see, you see what happens when people come into it who are like so sharp they can see a nice quid. And we had 114 series of Heartbeat. We did. None of them any good. None um, of them any good. And no, then you had uh, The Royal. Ha uh, <laughs> ha! Now you like your medical things. I like my medical things. I do like my medical things. I like my medical things to be made in Birmingham in the in the 1970s on videotape. Emergency Ward 10, lovely. Um, General Hospital, excellent. Love that. Um, but no, the moment that you... No, the Royal... No. The Royal, no. absolutely not. Then you've got the Royal Today. Same sets, liquor paint. No. Oh, really? Yes, really. Absolutely, really. And um, who was it who was... Ian Carmichael gave his last performance in the Royal. You yes. were worth more than that. Yes. Well, oh. Bill Maynard was Greengrass, wasn't he, in both series? Yeah. You know. So after he'd had a stroke or something, Bill Maynard, they shoved him in a bed in med in in the Royal. Oh. You know. I know. Oh, I know. Unedifying. Absolutely. No. Even no, no, people can't. have strokes. They sort of they change, don't they? Like you know, on telly, he, yeah. Doc Cotton's bloke. He, he had a stroke, didn't he? And he was in EastEnders, like all right, Doc. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was just like I shouldn't yeah. laugh, but it was just like <laughs> fucking hell. Leave yeah. the poor geezer alone. You oh, know let him mean? retire now. That's all yeah. he needs to do. No, absolutely. I. It's no. I mean, maybe it is because the Royal was on ITV, and it's that seven seven o'clock Sundays on ITV. I'm, no, yeah. I'm not watching that because Howard's Way will be coming on any moment now on the proper ah, channel. So yeah. I'll stick with that. Thank you, you sound like a boy who wasn't allowed to watch the Return of the Saint. I wasn't. No. You, it was you who didn't allow it. Oh, well, no, violent and American, I was told. No, 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 it's not American. Ian no, Ogilvy. I know. But it was but it was an ITC production. American. That was what ah. was normally said, so we weren't allowed to watch that. Now then, the Muppets caused a great deal of confusion, yeah, as you can imagine. two camps. It absolutely does. ATV production. You know what I love about it is when you watch the credits on the Muppets, because they, they put them in American broadcast order. So right. they're all over the bleeding place. You know, it's not proper credits, where at the end it goes, producer Terence Dudley, directed by Vera Lorimer. It doesn't do that. It starts with the producer, couple of cast, a few writers, director, executive producer, executive... That sort of thing. But it still ends on the ATV end cap. Mm. So I, I'm torn by that. And mm. I despise Disney Plus for editing off the ATV end cap. Yeah. Well, Disney Plus have done a bit of butchery to the Muppets full stop, haven't they? You know. I, I remember the Muppets sort of thing, but I was I remember Sesame Street and all that. It was like, oh, this is Sesame Street. I mean, let, let's be honest. I loved the Muppets. I don't know when I fell out of love with the Muppets, mm. but I've got a feeling that it's sort of like all that Muppets Christmas Carol and all the other films and shit like that. It's like, no, you've ruined yeah. it now. Yeah, no, there was a bit of that. I think. Do you like a Muppets Christmas Carol to drag us back on point? 
I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I have yeah. watched that one. Um, but there are an awful lot. There's, there's the Treasure Island and all that. I can't be bothered with that. But lots no. of Muppets plus Michael Caine. I can live with that. Yeah, that one, I suppose, isn't too bad. I mean, but the Muppets is one of these things that's been sort of flogged to death, like Lego. They make Lego films now and stuff like that, you know, and I loved Lego as a kid, but again, it's like Johnny Byrne sort of, you know, um, milk, milk, milk dead titty. Um, mm. just, just completely wringing every quid out of these things. And they've got, like, Lego Star Wars and, and Lego Crossroads, probably. I've no idea. You'd make that. You'd make I'd, Lego I'd, Crossroads. I'd like that. If we could get you would watch Lego Crossroads. I would watch that. I absolutely would. I, I could bet do you the played voice. Lego Crossroads as a kid. I didn't like Lego as a kid. Oh, Stickle no. Bricks. No, no, didn't like anything that involved manual labour. <laughs> I wouldn't build it. I thought, no, I'll, I'll give me the toy that's already made. I don't want to make it. I'm not in a sweatshop. Oh, so I'm afraid. Boy. I'm afraid no. Meccano, then. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. The the one thing about Meccano, I can tell you, is that uh, Meccano is the reason why we've got two phrases, um, which are um, bog standard and dog's bollocks. That's really? from Meccano, yeah. Because originally with Meccano, no, originally with Meccano, you could buy them in two different variations. You could buy a, a sort of an average one and a really nice one. So you got box standard and box deluxe, and that oh, became box standard and dogs bollocks. There you Brilliant. go. Brilliant. But that doesn't doesn't encourage me to have ever wanted to make anything with them. I love the afraid. etymology of the phrase, though. Thank it's you for sharing a, that with us, dear. Absolute pleasure, dear. So, yes. no, that's a lovely one. But no, it didn't... Box deluxe. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me, I'm afraid, Meccano. I wish it had, but it didn't. No, well, you know, boys like you are the reason why the, the place shut down, aren't they? Is it shut? Got, uh, in about 1980, yeah. Well, that makes me sad. I don't want it to shut. I, I like knowing that these things are there, but I don't want to make any use of them, which no. sums up my approach to 90% of everything in the world. I, I, yes. I want it there. Bin men. Yes. yes. I want them, I want them. you know, every Tuesday. I absolutely demand their presence. If they're not here, I'm quite cross. Are you going to tip your bin man next week? Well, I don't think so. Oh. Did anyone tip me this week for doing my job? <laughs> you meant to no. tip your bin man, aren't you? Why? So I he don't doesn't know. So he doesn't steal my rubbish. I mean, what's he mm. going to do if I don't? Um, not take your rubbish. But then you'll be straight on to Gerald at the town hall. I sure. <laughs> think you'll find I'll be like a greyhound out the trap onto that yes. phone if that happened. No, no, I haven't. Uh, no, are you going no. to tip yours? No, I, I mean I never meet them. You know, what I mean one doesn't bump into one's uh, refuse operatives. Um, does one? No, it's I remember my mum used to give the the postman fifty p or something. Okay. There was something like that because you used to just have the same posty all your life, didn't you? Mm. You know, well, you the, get the milkman here. My milkman. Oh, it um, might have been the milkman. Yeah, he um, he leaves a I think called Colin, um, and he leaves a, a card. Every year, handwritten. Well, thank you very much, but I'm not. No, no. I'm still not giving I don't you 50p. No, he's not getting 50p or no. a card. I don't know the man, so that just seems a bit. Is he? Is he trying to get money out of me? Maybe. I think How Colin much are the cards? Is it like oh. a, a hallmark or an Aldi? Uh, it's it's the lower end, definitely. Mm. So and it's handwritten, which is a nice touch, but uh, mm. no. 
No. No, no, no. I'm afraid not. No, you're refusing, aren't you? You're not playing the game. You're not playing the game, um, though. I'm not playing the game on that one, though. I think, no. you know, let's just... Yeah, you know, just all have nice services, nice things, but at the end of the day, I don't want to know where it comes from. If I go to the toilet and flush the chain, I don't really want to know where it it's all goes. I just want to know it's yes. not there anymore. Isn't there a line in Blackadder Gus Farfather Third or something like that where he says he's impressed by the London sewage system, but I wouldn't want to put on a pair of gloves and um, retrieve things with a pair of tweezers out of it. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, of course, the um, what was his name? Basil Jet, the, uh, yes. the person who designed them, um, who then, I think, his great great grandson became what a TV mogul and started mm. producing Big Brother and that sort yeah. of thing. So one of them took the shit away, the other brought it back. Oh, yes, years later. Yes. Very kind of them. Nice Sieg, dear. Yeah, thank you. Very There's much, a Dibner but... episode where he brings in Peter Basil Get Jet, mm. whatever he's called. It's that cholera outbreak, isn't it, in Whitechapel or something? It was traced to a, a hand pump, water hand pump. Yeah. And uh, that's where he got involved. Oh, I didn't know about that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good uh, one of those Made in Britain Dibner episodes mm. where he talks about it. The old wall area, you know, mm. was, uh, yeah. was was covered. No, he was Brill Dibner. We need more Dibner at Christmas. We do. Dibner would be good. I mean, if you look at, well, I'm afraid to say, if you look at the schedule... I was going to ask you, what's it like, Dreadfolium? Um, uh, well, you've got you've got your Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special. Not for no. you. Okay. Um, no. You've got uh, you've got Blankety Blank with no. um, what's his name? Shame Widgie. Uh, I want to say Desmond Tutu, and that's not the chat. I'd watch that. Um, but yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Bradley Walsh. Oh no. Bradley Walsh does Bradley Walsh is, is a scourge. <laughs> okay. He's Followed scourge. by Michael McIntyre doing The Wheel. No? Not Michael McIntyre? Not a favourite? No. Absolutely no. not. Uh, to be honest with you, joking aside, I do admire these people who can just get up in front of millions live and just do it. Do you? Don't you? No. Ha <laughs> ha! Not at all. Um, first, I mean, what you, you watch the wheel with McIntyre? What is the, the s- wheel? Right. So the wheel. Um, there's there's a massive wheel with chairs, right? Hmm. And there are celebrities in these chairs um, who are meant to be an expert on something. So your celebrities sort of like like lounge back in these chairs, and then they spin the wheel, and then it spins, and whoever the arrow's pointing at has to answer a question. Dreadful. Um, that's the wheel, um, and you can tell just from the amount of cameras and stuff. There's no live audience there. They could take all day making that Mike McIntyre poncing about. Oh so, no, no, it was all about when he did live stuff on the telly. No, Not that no, I watched that no, because anyway. I watched that and I've watched that once, and he's like, "Oh, I've got your phone. I'm going to send a text to everyone in your phone book." Well, I punch the man. No, yes, absolutely yes. not. Yes, no. punch him anyway. I think. Why not? Yeah, I think Christmas. that less, that'd be a good game show. That that would be actually. Wouldn't I'd it? watch that. I'd what? What? Punch Michael McIntyre. Punch Michael McIntyre. A Christmas special. Oh yes, Christmas special. That would be splendid, wouldn't it? You know, especially if they did sort of like raffles for it, because oh, the BBC be and the unique unique way in which the BBC is funded, it would have to be a, a competition, wouldn't it? It absolutely you, you would. You wouldn't be able to to bid for them. Oh, they could oh. do it on Children in Need. You could bid to punch Michael McIntyre a kick in the knackers, sir. That'll be fifteen hundred pounds. 
It's well worth every penny, I Cheap think. at half the price. Absolutely. No, I now, approve where of are this. his knackers? <laughs> On the top of his head, sir. <laughs> I approve of this idea. Yes. Yes, I punch Michael McIntyre. But to go back to what I was saying, right? I've yes. worked out when UK Gold went wrong. Oh, yeah, I remember that chat now. Go on, then. Right, remember. Um, they imported a cartoon hmm. called Rude Dog and the Dweebs. Dreadful. Now then. No, awful. Now then, they had this lovely thing on Sunday mornings on UK Gold, if you remember, where they had the old programs. Yeah, Adam, Animal Magic and Jack and Nori and an old yes. Blue Peter. And then one day they sneaked in Rude Dog and the Dweebs at 830 Rude dog. He wasn't rude to people because I originally thought, well, if it's about a dog being rude to people, that'll be amusing. Mm. Meant rude in the in a modern sense, which which means probably cool or something. Oh. Uh, um, and the character of this dog, I think, was based on the Fonz from Happy Days. No, absolutely not. Dog in a leather then. jacket. Basically, yeah, with a bandana and a tattoo. This uh, is on UK Gold. UK Gold bought this in. I wasn't happy with this. I wasn't happy, but I think it's mostly because of the Happy Days connotations, because I don't half hate that programme. There's a show that confused me an awful lot when I was growing up, because it, the film prints were pretty bad, weren't they? They, didn't, they never looked that good, and it's no. set in the 50s, so I assumed it was a 1950s sitcom. I didn't realise they were making it until about 1987. Yeah. That annoyed me. Um the way the the Fonz wandered around, I think when I first saw that, I was about four, and all I could fathom is you've got this funny man who walks in, puts his thumb up and does a sort of an uh noise, and everyone uh-huh. applauds. In my mind, I thought he was a simpleton. I genuinely remember thinking that so this is a... frog it. Well, yeah, basically. I thought this is a story about a, a simple little chap who's living in some sort of an assisted living thing and people are patronising him. That's yeah. what I thought Happy Days was. And then... Ah, yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Happy it Days Kerhome. There you go. That's exactly what I thought it was for a while. God, I hated that programme. I loved I it. I loved it as a Why? kid. Why? Did you like good. him? Did you like Arthur Fonzarelli? Oh, well, we, all, we all liked Henry We Winkle. didn't all like him. I've just established <laughs> that I thought there was something well, wrong with him. Because it was American. Dick. Well, partly. Yes, mostly. Entirely. 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 But, no, Did you like that's... Mark and Mindy? No, absolutely not. Right, well, what kid didn't of our age then? You. Right, but what kid at the you. end of the day is watching a sitcom and then a, a character enters frame and you hear an audience cheering and clapping. Oh, yeah, you know, that was, that's, I, that's tiresome when Americans... But Mark used to turn up in Happy Days. Yes, I remember. I didn't right, like so that. so you clearly watched it. I, I caught occasional episodes. If I remember, my friend Michael Goodman always seemed to watch Happy Days and it was always bloody on. So if I went round, oh, let's watch Happy Days... Christ almighty. Do you like Awful. people who say happy days when someone's no. good? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Who'd say that? Who says oh, that? Oh, lots of people. Lots who? of people. Well, I'm not going to give names out on her, obviously. I do <laughs> keep a give, list. But you it's should like give names people, and addresses. It's like people when you ask how they are and they say, oh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, I'm good. It's like, what? Why would you say that? Well, good at what? What are you talking about? They're no. just good? No, they're not. No. It's That's Americanism, telling. dear. It is. Don't approve of that. I don't no. mind a bit of the old AQI, Australian questioning intonation, yeah. at the end of a sentence, because that yeah. comes from Neighbours, and Neighbours is, as we know, essentially a BBC programme. Yeah. No matter what Channel 5 think, I approve of that. I can't have this it's Americanism. Like it's more like a Crossroads well, vibe, isn't it? 
It's very true about same producer. Exactly. Same producers, so exactly. maybe that's why it's got that coziness. Yeah, you've sort like of combined that. the Sullivans with Crossroads, though. You're you're on a win-win, aren't you? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Can't go wrong with that combination. The first ten years of that show, pure comfort. Absolute yeah. pure comfort. Wonderful stuff. I like that. Not much happens. Occasionally one thing happens, and it has massive ramifications. That's all you need. Well, you remember the one with Mel Gibson in, of course. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that is a prisoner of war camp, I think. It is, yeah. When, uh, when, uh, what's his name? The eldest Sullivan boy gets uh, yeah, caught, by, right. caught by the Japanese. That's it. That's right. Oh. Yes, I seem to remember some sort of uh, what would be described as challenging language uh, to describe his Jap- Japanese captors. Well, there uh, was a, a little bit of challenging language. That, challenging language, yeah. Yeah, it's that I piano mean, theme. She was gorgeous, the mam in that, wasn't she? Oh, cat! Hello, look, new, new cat. cat. There you go. What's uh, new cat called? Um, hang on. Uh, oh, huh? don't bite me. Um, uh, That's a funny name. It's a great name, isn't it? Roger. Ah, Roger the cat. Roger the cat, absolutely. Mother got Rogered, you see, by a by a stray moggy. So Roger. It's a big bugger, isn't it? Didn't you say? So it's it is. He's a he's a really big bugger, but uh, needs a far too much attention. But yes. Anyway, that's distracting from the the Sullivans by a cat. Yes, there. that's nice. And if there had been a Christmas Day special, I would have watched it. I remember when I first uh, when we were doing the Lan Festival, and Kevin Eldon was there, and mm. I'd never spoke to him before, and we were all sort of talking. Uh, in the bar afterwards, and um, I mentioned the Sullivans, and I just remember going, "Oh, the Sullivans!" <laughs> just oh, laughing at the memory of it. You see, absolutely. it elicits that kind of response in people. Yes. I mean, the Sullivans, f- for my money, was quality. Mm. You know, for us, for it being Australian, um, I think, and for that- being a soap, being a twice weekly soap, to do something that's historical, looks historical, and looks accurately historical. I think yeah. that that's you know that that takes work that takes effort. Um, yeah. That was no, that was a nicely done thing. That could have been that could have been ATV, um, but yeah, it but it had more of a budget than the cedar tree certainly. So that's that's nice historical aspirational. It was very, in some it was very ways. green, wasn't it? It's was very Lots sort of, green. of patina wise. Oh no, I've said it like the Drew Pritchard says yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know why he says that. Patina is the word I learned. Mm. Um, Pattern wise, it was very green. It really was. There's an awful lot of green there. I remember yeah. that. But but again, a relaxing sort of look to it, and nothing, you know, nothing too shit your pants terrifying. You know, you no. would get a genuine cliffhanger once every three months or once every six months, and the rest of the time you're just watching things. Have you ever encountered a series? I one of my earliest memories of telly is the credits mm. of this series going on off. With um, a like a station wagon driving across the outback and the camera zooming out, and a guy had his hand on the roof. I don't know why I remember these details, and I loved it. it and I remember the tune. It was called "The Outsiders," and the tune went "The Outsiders." And I don't know why I loved this series. It was like in New South Wales or something like that. But I loved it, and it I was. I don't remember that one. I, no, you don't remember that. No, I, no. I only just barely remember it. I mean, Aussie Telly. So there was that. There was the Sullivans. I'm on about before Home and Away and Neighbours and that. What, what mm. Aussie? Te- wasn't there a? 
wasn't the well we had all those bloody father dear father in Australia and shit like that didn't we are you um, being served down under Wonderful. are you being served I don't remember seeing that up here but I remember oh. the father dear I remember the doctor series down under I remember that mm. but I think an, no, are you being a, served down under I don't think got shown here no, I think I never yeah, the saw BBC that. gave the rights and said you do what you want with it we don't want it there was a there was a medical thing. I'm sure there was an Aussie medical thing. Like, a, 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 you know, one of these dramas that you like. Um, the Young Doctors. That was post... No, you're right. It was before Neighbours and that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Young Doctors was sort of, oh, about 79, 80. And yes. And about 84. And there yes. was one called A Country Practice about a vet. That I'd like yes. a wombat in it. So I remember, yeah, because I used to call it a cunt of a practice. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so there was absolutely. them too. There was them yes, too. we had those. There wasn't much Aussie stuff on, though. Oh, Paul what? Hogan on Channel 4. You like that, I bet. No, absolutely not. Didn't uh, understand why that man was on television. Loved being common. Really? Loved why? It. What did he do? Dead funny. What, that show he had? Yeah. Where he'd phone home. Was that a thing that he used to do? Oh, I don't His know phone about calls. that. That might yeah, have been when do... he was over here. Uh, no, there yeah, was the Paul Hogan show, an Australian one. Oh, no. no. No? No, I used to like that. I don't know why. Because it was funny. Channel 4, early doors. No. No, no. Aussie stuff. I think else? there's a limit, isn't there, of, of what we imported from them. We were just importing an awful lot from, from America. But not an awful lot of Australian stuff. And yet Australia, of course, has followed a very similar pattern to British television in a lot of ways. Australian television still has Play School, um, oh, right, which okay. they bought the format from the BBC in 1966. And often, you know, they'd use the same scripts even. Um, and the only thing is, whereas we stopped it in 1988 in Australia, keep it going. It's still on every single day, Play right. School. They've um, oh, clocked up something like sort of. 18,000 episodes so far. Jesus. That's, yeah, that, lovely. That's, that's the sort of thing that I'd, I'd yeah. like to see that imported. They do Christmas in a strange way, don't they? They do it on the beach. Well, they don't any. They don't at the minute because they're not allowed out their houses. No. Otherwise, they'll get shot. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember that and being outraged at the idea of Christmas on the beach. See, no, I that, always that loved was... the dark nights, not going anywhere sort of time of year here. Absolutely. I mean, we're mm. a few days off the longest day yet, aren't we? And it's shortest. Um, yeah, the shortest day even, thank mm. you, yeah. And where are we? It's We're recording this at half one in the afternoon already. It feels like the night's drawing in. It does. I mean, you know the whole sort of connection to the Christian sort of dogma, don't you, with, with the with this, uh, winter solstice? So, mm. because the sun, you know the son yeah. of god so the sun is at its lowest point on the mm. horizon so the sun dies yeah and the sun doesn't move on the horizon it stays in the same position for three days and then it rises up again ah yeah okay so that's dogmatically where it all comes from that's why when you see those early christian crosses there's a circle around the cross oh i see yeah i've seen one of those where did i see that iona yeah some gorgeous crosses up there. So, all right, yes, that makes sense. Well, so initially, it's a lot of it's sun worship, isn't it? I mean, Zeus is the sun god, and mm. the old depictions of Zeus look exactly like Jesus. And Jesus, hey, Zeus. Mm. So yeah. you see, dear. Yes, I see. Now, that's, that's, see, that's interesting. Mm. 
That's a nice, interesting thing. And of course, little well, facts. Yes, little facts make the world go round. And of course, we're coming up to Christmas, aren't we? We are. So next time, uh, we'll be doing our uh, Christmas special. We will. A Christmas we Day will. special. Yes. We so. will. Yes, we will. Christmas Day. Yes, indeed. We should do it live. We should do Imagine that live Christmas Day. Oh, oh God, no. A couple of small sherries. Bit pissed. Could Carmichael got wrong. his cock out, and, and, and then we had to cut the feed. Hasn't happened since 1997, but uh, has happened once, actually, since every man bistro thought it'd be a joke. Wasn't, wasn't what, the old chap out? Uh, wasn't appreciated. Did but, you ask um, the vicar's wife to pull your cracker? That's the one, yes. Yeah. Make my cracker bang, would you? Dear? Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I was only cleaning it when it went off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, we, we've got that, and um, which which should be an interesting one. I think it's a lovely sort of way to celebrate Christmas. Just thinking about nice stuff, and I'm not going to get cross about bread. No, 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 no. Well, we've got it all out of the way, haven't we? All out the way now. So now yes. it can just be pure oh, Christmas absolutely. happiness all the way. Yes. And listening shall... to listening to Kate O'Mara. What's the one she sings on this? It's bloody awful. Uh, where is she? Hang one. on. Oh, honestly, it's uh, oh she sings the holly and the ivy with full vibrato. Oh my god, uh, shocking! The hollies and ivy Tilsley. Yes, um, but yes, there's there's all that to look forward to. Well, bags to look forward to. Um, so, well, we can leave it there, eh? Shall we? Um, we should leave it there for now. So, um, until the next time, the lovely Christmas time, mm. uh, we wish you a lovely week if you're already off work. And if you're not off work, well, have one anyway. Try your best. Uh, and until the next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production.